Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. Obviously, the ongoing uh, issue in, in hospitals and in the health service across the country um, and a lot being asked of those in healthcare at the moment. We see today retired GPs are being asked to return. Uh, there's talk of, of uh, using nursing homes more and everything. Let's just get a picture of what's going on out there. Dennis McCauley is a GP in Donegal and chair of the IMO GP subcommittee. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Brendan. Can people get a GP appointment at the moment? It's very difficult. I think capacity in general practice, the, the capacity to handle the demand that is there is always, has been getting worse over the last number of years. But when you have a significant push of respiratory illness now, it is really difficult. I think going into the new year, there will be new 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 issues coming with the pre, pre-GP care that are about to be expanded. But at, at the present moment, it is really difficult. We're working our best um, we are we are the assessors of the of this respiratory issue. We 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 try our best to to assess these people to look after them in 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 primary care. We I'm giving IV antibiotics now again. I'm, I'm begging yeah. I'm begging to get X-rays off you know people so that I can reassure them that it's fine that they're that they're okay. But at the end of it, there is going to be a body of of sickness that we cannot look after. And, and, and are you anywhere to refer people on now at the moment? Like it, 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 is, it, it is, is very pointless? difficult. I, I feel I feel worried about sending people into hospital, and I don't. That's no indictment of, of our colleagues and nurses in the in the hospital. It is just that if you have somebody who's sitting in a bed on a chair for forty hours waiting for a bed, their health outcomes are not going to be as good as if they're on a ward. So you're sending somebody into hospital because you can't look after them, but they know that the care they're going to get will not be as good as it should be, and that is. We had a, a situation. A patient of mine was he, he they had no bed to examine him um, in the hospital in the, in the accident emergency, but they offered him a bed in the COVID ward to be examined on, so that uh, on the COVID part of the accident and emergency. So it is it is sad um, and it is worrying, and I think that we do our best. The hospital does their best, but the infrastructure, um, the amount of beds and infrastructure that has been highlighted for not only for this year with the flu coming, but for many, many years, we presented to the health, the health, the, the health spokesman of all the the various um, political parties about 10 years ago, the Irish Medical Organisation, and I believe the, the actual teacher was there on, on the day explaining that the we're, there's more people in Ireland, they're getting older, mm. and really, unless you... Um, increase the amount of beds, whether it be in the community and in and in the hospital, this is going to be the new norm. Remember, during the summer, the hospitals were under pressure anyway. So all it takes is a flu epidemic. Um, remember, I, I'm old enough to remember, there, I've seen probably flus like this before, but the hospital was able to cope, whereas now it can't. Um, I, I don't wish in any way to blame uh they, anyone who's sick themselves but there is a suggestion uh, in the papers today that some GPs saying that maybe people have forgotten which probably since COVID that everything has been slightly, slightly ramped up that people have forgotten how to handle a cold in the traditional way of you know staying at I, home I think I think I think we aren't blaming. We're just trying to re-educate again. I think there's a thing called illness-seeking behaviour, and normally, and this is, I think the vast majority of people are still trying to do this. When you get a viral illness, you will wait. 
you know, 48 hours, uh, particularly to a child, they have a temperature, they have a cold, a slight cough, but they're fine. But I think with COVID, remember, they were, there, there was a, a sort of a, 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 an association made, if you have any respiratory symptoms, contact your GP. And that was, that was the appropriate thing to do at that time, whereas now it's not. I think as well the strep scare, basically, yeah. during the streptococcal A issue, there was, the beginning of a sentence was streptococcal A. The middle was deeply serious um, condition, and the end of the sentence was you need an antibiotic. So, you know, we're not, that's not a blame issue. It's just more that patients have been reconditioned. Patients, the population has been reconditioned, and we're, I think it is a good idea to recondition them back to say that, listen, if you have a viral illness, it doesn't matter if it's strep, it doesn't matter if it's uh, if it is COVID. Just if you if you just feel if you feel under the weather, just stay at home. You don't need to contact the the your GP until one to two days. And the important thing is, if you feel under the weather, stay at home. So the the simple message and the, to the re-education pro- process is the simple message: if you have a viral illness. A stay at home, and B, you know, don't you don't need to seek the, your your doctor. You don't need to do a COVID test unless you're over fifty five. Just stay at home and yeah. get better. And presumably and four or five days, like if people aren't better in, within a day or two, don't panic either. Like it it takes. Oh it yeah, takes but I think if you have a child, I think it's more children. I think if yeah. you have a child and and the temperature is still up after forty eight hours. Even if they're okay, I think I would proceed to see your your okay. your doctor then, and I think that's quite reasonable. Yeah. You're thinking of retiring early, are you? I am. I am. It's just it's it's getting so. I think um, I think there's just so much demand. I, I do worry. This is a flu ap- epidemic. We get them every ten, fifteen years. You know, you just have to suck it up and get on with it. And it's really difficult. Um, I, I do worry that I think there's a, there there's a problem coming. I think that the, there is a plan to to expand uh, free GP care in the new year to potentially four to eight hundred thousand people. Now, the, when you give somebody free, when you take away the the barrier from from uh, the financial barrier to see a GP, yeah. you will attend more frequently. Now, now that's not a judgment; that's just a fact. Yeah. You'll just attend more 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 frequently. And this flu epidemic has shown that capacity in general practice is. Is is actually not enough to service the actual uh, demand. So if you have a eight hundred thousand people with free GP care coming down the road, there was there are going to be waiting lists. There are going to be young GPs who say, "Well, this is turning into the in turning into the UK system. I'm not staying here. It's just not functioning." And guys like myself, even though I enjoy general practice, Ben, I still every day I I finish a consultation with a patient, and I'm just so I I, I still enjoy it greatly. But I'm just getting tired. I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 60. I'm a grandfather and life's too short. OK. Dennis McCauley, GP, thank you very much. We'll take a break. Text 51551. Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1.